0: Yo,
1: what I'm
2: up, though? Dude. What's happening, man?
0: What's good? What's good? Welcome to tonight's episode of the Skybox. It's your boy, Chills. I'm here with DC with Champ.
2: You already know what it is?
0: So, about those Merlin Turbans. Here we go. I mean, you, you, you should have known I was already going to go there first. There you go. I mean, I, we did. What did we discuss last week on last week's show? What did I say? Why don't you remind the people? Because
1: yeah.
0: I mean, you was having a conversation about how bad. Merlin. look. You said we had hope for the tarpins. I said they're they're done. After getting embarrassed by Bowling Green, then shut up, Virginia. They will come into this past 30's game to get shut out by the University of Michigan Wolverines.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical about what they can do this season now because they they did get thoroughly embarrassed by. By Michigan at home in a game that was supposed to be on prime time up because of Hurricane Joaquin, it was moved up to twelve o'clock, and it was actually a good thing it was because they would have gotten embarrassed in prime time and instead they got embarrassed in midday that That should have been on one
0: of those public public school uh access channels. it shouldn't even been on fucking t v well, I ain't gonna say TV. It shouldn't have been on any local channel. It should have been on one of them public access school channels. You know You're the one you know, you know the
2: one. nobody really looks at. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. You're an asshole. That's fucked up, dude.
1: <laughs>
2: Damn, man. I'm, I'm just saying, I am a proud what brother.
0: How, how? I'm sorry to get shut out two weeks in a row and get blown out three weeks in a row. Like, what the fuck is
2: going
0: on? What, I mean, what the, what the fuck is Randy doing over there? I
2: don't know what S was doing. They, they, there's your answer right there, crickets. Shout out to the
0: crickets in the background. I know, right? Yeah, it's October, but y'all still hanging around because it's not cold. That's what's up. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what I said it was going to be. I mean, Merlin... Are who I said they are. This season, um, yeah, they probably won't. Get, they probably will have a two to three win season. Damn.
2: I'm still holding on hope, but it's start. But my hope is starting to be like Callista Flockhart. It's getting thinner and thinner.
0: Wow. Especially,
2: after, especially after the performance they had against Michigan this past Saturday. Yeah, that, yeah, like I said, my hope is starting to get thinner and thinner and thinner, and it's, you know, it's almost to a point. It's almost about to be seriously anorexic. I mean, they, I mean,
0: you're at home. I mean, it's, home. it's not even the fact that you're at home. It's the fact that you're in conference play and you're getting manhandled. I, honestly, I don't think Marlon can beat a Division two school. Hell, I don't even think they're going to be the Division three school. Now you're, just going, now, you're just, now you're just going too far. I don't think they can handle Morgan State. I don't think they can handle Bowie State.
2: Hell. That's fucking damn. This thing said Bowie
1: State or Morgan State.
0: I, I don't even think they can handle Montgomery Community College football team if they still have one. <laughs> Do they really have one? They had one
2: when I was in PG, When I was at PJ. That's funny. That's hilarious. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm I'm, I'm still riding the Maryland. But like I said my hope that they're going to have a, a successful season, go to a, a bowl or something like that. It's it's slowly fading. It's definitely slowly fading, and you know, especially after the performance they had in a conference play at home against Michigan, it was just like they just—they weren't. It's like they weren't prepared to play. I will say this, man. Caleb Rowe, Caleb Rowe is some garbage, dude. Like that is—he's got to be one of the worst collegiate football, like collegiate quarterbacks I've ever seen. Like this dude is just horrible. Like. Every game he goes out and he throws, like, 15 million interceptions and shit. Like, for two, the second game in a row, he got he was so bad, he got pulled out of the game, middle of the game. I'm like, dude, that should be an indication to not only you, but to the coaching staff that maybe you ain't the one. Maybe you're not the one that, that, that needs to be leading this team. You feel me? Because if you get pulled out of a game two games in a row because you're playing so badly – that should be an indication that you're not that good. But, you know, what do I know? I'm not a, I'm not a coach.
1: You have a point,
0: Dave. I mean, I'm not even. I mean, I had ambitions of being one one day, but, I mean, but let's talk about it. Yo, Merlin, where is the turtle power at? Real talk. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fearing the turtle right now. It's like all I'm seeing is y'all getting served as turtle soup. True. I mean, this shit is true. That I'm a problem. I mean,
1: I mean,
0: I'm running born. I'm running bred. I'm running raised, whatever. But to see the University of Maryland get blown out in any sport. Like, this football team is... I mean, this shit is... I mean, some earth. Like, shit. It's painful to watch. Hell, it's painful to listen to. It's painful to read this shit on the fucking phone app. It's painful to watch highlights on EFTN. Hell, it's painful to overhear a
1: conversation of people
0: that actually seen the game.
1: I mean, I just can't right now.
2: Yeah, it is. It is gotten to that point where it's like you know, something. So, you know, Randy Ells has got to do something. He's got to. He's got to do something to get not only to get this team back in shape, but also give you know get his fan base to believe. Because right now, I'm pretty sure the fan base is loyal. And the one thing about college football fan bases is they are as loyal as they come, because it's their school. It's their pride. They're going to ride with it, no matter what. But you know, right now, I'm pretty sure that the the mood on Route One, uh, up there in College Park, is not very good right now. And I'm sure that something's got to be done to in order to bring that mood back up. Otherwise, it's going to be a long, It's going to be a really long season, and there's going to be a lot of empty seats at uh at that stadium. Yeah, Burt. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot of empty there because people are, are, are they're not gonna want to come out when it's not too when it's a little chilly outside to watch a team get blown out like they've had been. So yeah, I mean they need you, it. get it together. You get, get, get it
0: together, bro. Get it together, please. I mean, I'm at the point where I rather see I rather see the lacrosse team play football for them as opposed to watch an actual football team play football like. It's the same. Shit, put the team on the damn thing. the, not the, not the lacrosse, though. Throw your, your baskets, throw in your water boys, your walk-ons, throw in the chess team, the debate team. Hell, add, add a few fraternity brothers up in there. Something. I'd rather see that than see what the hell I've been seeing for the past three weeks with the University of Maryland. Turkey. Shit. Whoa. Throw some goddamn hockey. High- Lord,
2: I and we're
1: here.
2: Up. And we're here now. This is where we are. Uh, we we've been here, but if,
0: I'm just saying it
1: now,
2: <coughs> right? I did want to touch on something else, though, outside of Maryland. I did want to touch on something else that you know that that happened this week that you know that I wanna go ahead and file under the um file under the no shit Sherlock like we didn't see this coming uh section and the Nats um relieving Matt Williams of his duties as manager as well as firing his entire coaching staff and again that's why I filed in the no shit Sherlock like we didn't see this coming. It was announced on Thursday of last week that it was gonna happen. So it wasn't really like it was a surprise and given the fact that he had a very subpar 2015 season, a year after you know getting a division championship, yet get bounced out of the first round by the Giants in the uh, and not only bounced out but swept. Um, all the, all the, all, the pundits, all the pundits, all the pundits, all the experts. Everybody who watches baseball knows baseball had the Nats not only going back to the playoffs but winning the World Series this year. And poor management of the bullpen, you know, poor decisions on the part of Matt Williams, not you no know, non consistent play, you know, all that. And then the, the I think the final straw had to be end of the season when Dag when uh, Nats closer Jonathan Papelbaum and Bryce Harper got into it. In the lock I mean, in, in the dugout during a game, and then Matt Williams knew nothing about it, and ended up sending Papelbon back into the game, and he subsequently gave up a couple runs that ended up proving to be the difference, and they lost that game, and I think that was that was the final straw for Mike Rizzo and 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 those and the front office there, and they finally decided, okay, we we you know two seasons and nothing to show for it, you got you got to go. So now the search is yep. on. Uh, search is on for a new manager, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see which way they go in terms of a manager. Because I mean, they have, I mean, the Nats have so much talent on that roster, from you know, in, yep. you know, in the field to pitching, bullpen, you know, and no telling what they got hitting, what they got hitting down in. the um, – in the farm system that could you know make, you know eventually become major leagues, I'm sure they got all the talent in the world. They just need someone that can stand in that dugout and lead them to success. And Matt Williams just wasn't that guy. He wasn't the guy unfortunately. So now they gotta find the guy. They gotta find a person that can lead them.
0: Oh man. So, since we're on fired coaches, Monday, the Miami Dolphins fired their coach, Joe Kelvin.
2: How shocked are I knew you? that. How shocked am I? Let's see. How shocked, how shocked am her? I? Let me see. How shocked am I? How shocked am I? Let's file this one in the, it's about effing time it happened file. Because, yeah, I mean, you, Joe Philbin's fate should was sealed long, like sealed two years ago when that whole Richie Incognito, uh, Jonathan Martin garbage went down. Right then and there should have been a, a, a that should have been a indication to the front office that okay, this guy right here is not doing it. That should have been an indication right there, but it wasn't. They let him stay on, and now look, you know you got you got Ryan Tannehill. Who during practice is going on his own practice uh, scout team defense? You know, even though it's, free, it's freaking practice, he's still going on them like it's a freaking game, and he's he shouldn't even be going on anybody because he still sucks. And I mean, oh, man, it just it just was it was just something that had to happen. Joe Philbin, he's a good offensive coordinator. He was a good he was a good coordinator. He was a very good coordinator. But when it came down to actually being a head coach, I mean, he had his moments, but at the same, time, but at the end of the day, he just wasn't it. He just wasn't it.
0: Okay, here's my take on this. Last season, he coached this Miami Dolphins team to a nine and seven record. Right? Where did that moment? Where did that momentum go? Like, I mean, last year. Out of the playoffs So now they're 1-3 in their first four games They should be actually 0-4 but I'm not going to bring that up No more <laughs> Yeah But I mean, I mean let's really talk about it Like I mean what the hell happened to the team
2: What happened to the team I mean one thing that Happened to the team is that again Ryan Tannehill Ryan Tannehill is garbage, dude. He is garbage. That dude,
0: man. I mean, I, not... I mean, I, I look at this Miami, this Miami Dolphins roster. I mean, they 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 spent some, they spent some money in the past few off seasons. From Darnell Ellaby, who didn't last long, they they brought in the Dominican Sioux Sew this past off season. I mean, they're they, caught up in every agency. I mean, Red Jennings didn't work out. They trade for Kenny Steele. They draft Devontae Parker, who hasn't really been anything. I mean, what is really going on in Miami? Like, I mean, is this talent not being coached properly or groomed properly to be in a position to win? I mean, the Dolphins actually – he came into the season with one of the top ranked defenses. I'm not saying that from his team. I'm not saying a team that can actually come together a game. Timmy Hill is not the greatest quarterback. He wasn't at that coming out of college. He was he was a solid quarterback, but he was not that next guy. He wasn't Bless on him. the same I'm, pedestal as G three and Andrew Luck. Hell he wasn't even on the same pedestal as Russell Wilson. I look at, I mean, I look at this team and like I, I scratch my head. I mean, it's talent there. I mean, they're run. I mean, they don't have much of a run game, but there's talent there. So what's really good? What's going down in Miami? What's up in Dade County? Who we gotta know to get these answers?
2: Yeah, I want. I want. I, I, I like answers. I want them.
0: Oh, I need the answers. Like, I mean, seriously, what the hell happened from this year to last season? I mean, I know a lot can happen in in in, a, in one year. I mean, it is what it is. It's like, right. However, how did how the hell do you take a fall from grace like that? I mean, I had the Dolphins being one of the teams that actually gave New England, New England a gold for the AFC. Now I know. Uh, I mean, I slept on the Jets. Now I'm looking at the Jets like, okay, they have a chance to at least go 9-7. and seven. Miami, not so much. I don't think the Dolphins can win a
2: division game right now. Well, right now, I mean, they're in the, they're in the wrong division right now because the Patriots got something to prove, dude. So, and they're going around making sure that they prove prove something.
0: I mean, we all knew this com I mean, once Tom Brady's suspension got fucking lifted, <clears throat> I mean, hit, once he got his appeal, that was it. We knew Buffalo had a great defense coming in. You add in Rex Ryan, they add in Shady McCoy, they bring in Percy Harvin, they already had Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods. Then they trade for Terod Taylor. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this Bills squad and beat the shit out of a lot of people. I can see them winning ten games, at least ten. I mean, they took a bad L on Sunday to the Giants, but this is still a young squad that has a lot of talent and that has time to actually de- develop. The Bills have a good window; they don't have a one-year window like most teams do. Got a few years to get there.
2: Yeah, the jets the jets i will say surprised the hell out of me uh today like this you know they they they've been a very surprising team they've been doing they've been just doing it and doing it and doing it and you know i i seriously think that they you know if there's any team in the AFC east that could give the patriots a run for their money it'll either be the jets or the bills uh, especially the Bill, because you know Rex Ryan's very familiar with Bill Belichick because he played him enough when he was the coach of the Jets, so you know that he's very familiar yep. with him.
0: Well, I mean, he's already taken one L this season to Belichick, but I mean, it is what it is. All right, let's right. look, let's look at, back at the 4 All right. Odd. Ravens versus the Steelers. You picked the you picked
2: pick the Steelers. We're yeah, to i two boys Nigga, that ain't my boy, man. Something wrong with that Bama, man. Like how that Bama is just gonna be like how that Bama is just missing. It's funny though because I read an article that said that a lot of kickers have just struggled that struggled this this past weekend when it came to either field goals or extra points. You know, this moving the extra point back and making it like a 30-plus yard field goal has really, like, made things interesting because, you know, there's no longer that chip shot guaranteed one-pointer because you can end up missing it and, boom, that one point can come back and haunt you. But, I mean –
0: Pittsburgh, they can not get away from it. I mean, I called it like I thought. I mean, I saw Baltimore winning that game. It is what it is. I mean, I saw the Ravens winning that game. Nothing against Mike Vick. I mean, I'm glad that he's playing now. I just didn't see Pittsburgh winning that game in that situation. Sure. Let's see. We both picked the Jets. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that yeah. game.
1: Yeah. I mean honestly yeah, I can know they could
0: All I know I is think with that was Brandon move, move on. Off. off. Brandon Marshall got me like a bunch of fantasy points though. That's all I that's all I needed to worry about. Let's see. Ah, let's see where we at where we at. Oh yeah. the courts did. The courts won. They beat Jacksonville by three in OT. We both picked. The, we both picked the Colts. Are you surprised
1: yeah. that
2: that game was that close? Yes. Well, no, because of the fact that Luck didn't play. Luck didn't start. I mean, luck I'm not. Play.
0: I'm not even gonna say because Luck didn't start because. Luck came into this. Luck was already owing what two, and three. <laughs> so it's like I can't even say because Luck didn't start. I'm gonna say because one, it's a division game. Two, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't the best team, but they're slowly, slowly getting to the point where they can play respectable football against anyone. Right.
2: Well, I
0: mean, I'm mean, not going to I'm not going to throw too
2: many stones at them. No, I feel you're on though. Let's see.
0: The Bills lost to the Giants. We both picked them. We both <clears> lost <throat> on that. <coughs> Yeah, both picked Carolina that one. And he lit their asses up. Damn. Um, yeah, we both picked Carolina over Tampa Bay. I mean, no no further explanation with that one. Um we both picked Atlanta over no, I picked Atlanta over over Houston. You picked Houston over Atlanta. Hmm. Yeah, so much for that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those games
2: that you wish there was a Mercy Bowl in. I mean yeah, and then we got
1: and and to like, play that
2: same and we gotta play that same team this coming week. Oh we we we're gonna talk about that later on the show. Um
0: Ah right, let's move on. Um we both picked the Raiders and believe they covered as miserable.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm about to say, didn't the oh, didn't the Raiders take that L? Yeah, they
0: did. That's the last time I take
2: them
1: motherfuckers.
2: The Bengals are undefeated. <laughs> Still. Yeah, but that ain't gonna last forever.
0: It won't because it's the Bengals. Exactly. The Eagles. The Chargers won over the weekend. Phillip Rivers finally showed up. Thank you, Jesus. Oh damn about damn time. My fantasy so my fantasy team actually depend on him.
2: Damn. That was that's funny. We both
0: picked Arizona over St. Louis and we both lost.
2: I thought Arizona won that game.
0: No, they lost to the Rams. The Rams g- right. gave them the, the Rams gave them that L.
2: Oh my God! They took an L to the Rams. That's oh, come on, man.
0: Uh of course, Denver won. Of course, Green Bay won. Of course, They both picked the same over the Cowboys. So let's let's talk about an 80-yard touchdown now. Thank you, CJ Spiller. <laughs> Shut up! How in the hell does the overtime game end in the first 15 seconds? <laughs> overtime rules.
2: The overtime rules.
1: I mean,
0: I I understand it. However, how in the fuck do you let a running back? who gets, comp- I mean, lined up as a receiver. Burn your fucking DB. You can't see that Like, fucking
1: seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I-, I had to watch that play over and over again. Like, how does that happen? Where was the defensive call at? Like, I mean, who thought that play call was actually going to do anything? I mean, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but how in the fuck do you not even make it past the first minute in OT? I'm
2: going to tell you something. Cowboys, man, they can't catch a break for nothing, man. Uh, Lawrence Dunbar, one of their running backs, was done for the year towards ACL and MCL in that same game. So now – they're down to just uh, de- they're just down to um Joseph Randall with another running back or something like that. But um yeah, they they, have, they actually have three. They have Randall,
0: they have Darren McFadden, and they also brought in what's that my name from Seattle,
2: Christian something. Can't remember his last name. Donald, Darren McFadden, that soft son of a yeah. Like, I still, I'm still, i still bitter about him because I had him on my fantasy team as a top, one of my top picks, and he ain't do jack shit himself. Stay on the bench injured. Yeah,
0: that was pretty much
2: the square in Oakland. Yeah, I, I guess he's day. trying to revive that in Dallas. I don't see how that's going to work out, but whatever. I, you know, good luck to him. Hope he doesn't, you know, get injured trying to, you know, walk off the bench or something like that. I don't know. Don't no
0: one. Yeah. Um. Honestly, he's been injury-prone his whole career. Nothing will change that. Nothing will change that, no matter where he goes to. I mean, he could be behind the NFL's best offensive of line. <coughs> anyway, he could be behind that offensive of line, and he, that still won't save his career.
2: Just like a certain other running back was behind one of the uh, great offensive line. Now he's on subpar far offensive line is getting exposed. I think you know who I'm talking about. Yes, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, I feel but, I
0: feel kind of a tad bit differently on that. I mean, I can't say he's getting exposed too much. He doesn't have offensive line. That off. I mean, no running back can survive behind that O line. I mean, I look. I, I mean, I look at the offensive line that the Eagles have. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not going to survive behind it. I mean, people say, "Well, Shady did it." Shady took. I mean, Shady had some success with it. At the same time, he he had moments where he struggled by that old line. So last year wasn't his last best year. Wasn't his best season. Especially I'm coming off being a Russian champ. Exactly. So you put in that X okay, J.D. had to do all this just to get decent, y'all, just to get have a decent season. Imagine what a running back like DeMarco Murray would have to do just to break under 1,000 yards. hmm I mean, just to have being in the 900s, I mean, right now, if you total up the first four
2: games, I don't think he's at 100 yards yet. Matter of fact, he nope. is And the fucked up part is that he's on my fantasy team, and he ain't doing jack squat for me. Matter of fact, uh, I asked a question last week. I said, should I start Doug Martin – Uh and should I start Doug Martin? Or should I start Demarco Murray? And basically, the consistent was Demarco Murray and Doug Martin was sitting on my bench with nineteen points. I was like, God damn it! That's the last time I'm gonna that's, that's the last time I'm doing that. Nobody expected Doug Martin to
0: have a game against that Carolina Carolina Panthers defense. I mean, I didn't think Demarco was going to do much better behind. I mean, going against the skins defense, but nobody expected Doug Martin to. For over a hundred, I mean, yeah, Tampa got smashed, but he had a good game. I mean, he outperformed DeMarco in one half against a tougher defense. Maybe Carolina has. I mean, maybe Tampa really does have a
2: respectable O line. Maybe. Either way, I'm just you know the Eagles, do you know, this is funny too, did you know that after the Eagles lost to the Redskins on Sunday that what was trending on Facebook and Twitter was fire, Chip Kelly? Like, Eagles fans want Chip Kelly ass gone. Like, this is quicker than the way they wanted uh, Andy Reid ass gone, but the the difference was at least Andy Reid was was winning and taking them to the playoffs. Chip Kelly pretty much destroyed that damn team, and now they're struggling.
1: Well,
0: Chip Kelly is trying to bring in his own team. He's trying to create he's trying to build his own team. I mean, he got rid of all of Andy Reid's thoughts, including two of Andy Reid's offensive linemen. I mean that's hurting that's really hurting Philly in every area of the game. I mean you get rid of Nick Rose. You got rid of Shady, Macklin, Deshaun, two Pro Bowl offensive linemen. I mean, what you expect? The Name only, Chip, the only he, he better
2: have one hell of a draft. It's funny because the only the only Andy Reid holdover that's left. Is uh is the racist? Roddy Cooper. Yeah, uh, Roddy Cooper, the racist. He's the only he's the only holding left. He's the only one left. Well, I mean,
0: even, you he's not, the even
2: he's a non-factor.
0: I mean, you still got you still got Brent Sullivan, uh, Zacharys, even though they don't really get the ball as much, but still. I mean, that's I mean they're still there.
2: Yeah, they're still there, but I mean, yeah, you you just you just said it. They're not getting a lot of touches. They're not making much of an impact in this offense. And I'm still I'm still you know convinced that Chip Kelly doesn't care much about his defense because he continues to have this high speed, you know, this fast paced offense after, you know, especially when his defense has been out there for a long time, getting grinded and grinding into the ground, instead of slowing it down to give his defense time to rest, he's still out there, you know, having his offense play fast. And it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, your defense is going to be gassed before the first quarter is even over. And then you wonder why they're going to end up giving up big runs and big plays because they're gassed. They haven't had a chance to rest because you're going out there and doing – you know, four play drives taking thirty, forty seconds. It's like, come on now, like give your defense time to rest before, you know, give your defense time to rest. I know you did that, that, that whole fast paced crap when you was in Oregon, but that shit though, not supposed to. You're not supposed to be doing that in the NFL, dude. You no,
0: know,
2: um, here, here, here's my problem with this. Um,
0: okay, you come into the NFL and you want to run your college system. So you bring in some great college players that you coached and played against. You slowly break down the team that you walked into to try to have your own team. Chip Kelly is an offensive coach. He doesn't give a rat's ass about these. He's at the point where he figures, well, as long as I can win, by scoring this amount of points, I don't care what my defense does, or I don't care what my defense defense does. Chip Kelly's mindset is just not focused on the overall team. The more your team drive, move up and down the field quickly, not allowing your defense to catch a breath, is one of, is what has burnt his defenses out the past few seasons. Past couple of seasons. I mean, will he get it together? I don't know. That I mean, that will be
2: I mean, that's something that we will have to just, just see. It remains to be seen, I tell you that much. But I mean, it's just he just needs to just realize, dude, it's like, yo, you can't sit here and you know want to be fast paced and have these short short possessions especially after your defense gets you know broken down like you play a team like you know you play a team you know you play one of these hard these teams that like to run a lot and like to you know you know do a lot of running and burn down the clock and everything like that and you go you to really have your defense out there you know on an island because they're going to get gassed trying to keep up with that with that offense and then they go on on the bench and be like, Okay, we get a break, cool and then next thing you know, they by the time they sat down, they had the gain a rate and they started talking strategies, oh shit, we gotta go back out there. They the uh the uh team just had a three and out or they, they didn't have a three and out. They just had like five plays and went like two minutes and either scored or got picked off or something. You know, and it's like, come on now, like give your defense something of a rest, so that way they can be more effective for your team. Otherwise, you're just going to be struggling. The eternal struggle. Mm. Uh,
0: where do I go now? I do. Um,
2: there is something else speaking, we need to
0: speaking talk of, about. Speaking of, um, let's, let's actually go down on the people's defense. On Sunday... They gave up a ninety yard drive to lose their game. To the Washington
2: Redskins. Yeah, I was about to say, like, where did Captain Kirk where did Kirk Cubs come up with that, that uh that, that game winning drive though? Like I did not know he had one of those in him. Honestly, i am I'm d
0: I'ma credit a lot of a lot of that on play calling, because I mean, they put Kurt in the per- perfect position to be able to drive down the field. They did something a lot of teams wouldn't have done in that situation. They ran the ball. I mean, they had plenty of time. They had plenty of time to score. They took time off the clock. A couple more got hot for a second. It was enough for. It was enough. He did enough where the passing with the passing game opened up, and he was able to nitpick at that Eagles defense that was worn out. What are your What are your thoughts on Sunday's game as a Redskins fan? Uh,
2: I will say this: like the. The Redskins honestly should have lost that game, and here's why: because they went into the half up thirteen nothing. Okay, up thirteen yep. nothing. They got outscored twenty to ten in the second half. They just happened to have already had a, basically a two touchdown lead before the ha- before the half. Otherwise, if the it, had it been tied, I'll say this: had the score been tied going into halftime. And the same thing happened where Eagles outscored them 20 to 10. We're talking about a 10-point victory for the Eagles. So, once again, it goes back to the whole, you know, playing a full 60-minute game. Not a 30-minute game, not a 15-minute, not a 45 full 60-minute game, and they didn't do that because they gave up 20 points in the second half to the Eagles, and, again, had they had the Redskins not already been leading by 13 points, we'd be sitting here talking about how the Eagles beat us. So, to be honest with you, the Redskins should not have won that game, but they did. So, now they got to go up against an Atlanta team that's red hot, looks like everything is working for them, and they're in the dome. They're in the Georgia dome. So, I, I just, you know, This is one of those situations where if the Redskins want to win, they got a place to be having like an out-of-body experience game in order to win. And I just don't think they have it in them, to be honest with you. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, that Andre Roberts didn't play. He was inactive, which is good because that dude couldn't catch a cold in Alaska butt naked. Um. Wow. And you know, J- Jermaine, you know, Jermaine Crowder was able to get out there and do his thing and Jameson. show that he, you know, huh?
0: I say Jamison.
1: Oh,
2: well, so, yeah, Jamison Crowder was able to go out there and show his stuff, you know, as a slot receiver and everything like that. Like I seriously think that you know, Andre Roberts, you know, time, you know, time is done as you know, receiver here in in DC because. I think Jameson's pretty much got that, that spot as a as a slot receiver on lock. Well
0: technically he had that spot locked when he was drafted. I mean, let's call it spade a spade. There was a reason why he was selected this in this past in his past draft. I mean the skins were hurting in a in a slot receiver department. I mean they knew Andre Roberts wasn't dependable. They knew that he had problems catching passes. I mean this a year ago this was a guy who was bought in actually bought in to be the number two receiver before Deshaun Jackson got released from the Eagles and became a red man. So you telling me that there was a possibility that this guy could have been our number two? When he can't even pick up the slack as a number
2: three, I have a problem with it. He can't, I would have had a problem. He can't, he can't even pick up the slack as a slot receiver. It's like, you really thought that he was going to be number two behind Pierre Garçon? Like, what? I mean, originally, originally, yes, that was the reason why he
0: was born here. He was originally supposed to be the number two. Because he, he came before the, the Sean came. Yeah, I mean, he had some success in Arizona. I mean, he had some impressive numbers. I mean, honestly, he thought he he, he was going to be able to duplicate that here. Somehow he hasn't. But here's how I'm looking at this game, though.
1: I'm
0: looking at this game like I looked at the first four games. Why can't the Skins play a full 60 minutes? It's like as soon as halftime hits third quarter kickoff, the Skins become a different thing. It's like they go back to shitty risk in football. Get everything from execution to play calling to decision-making, like from the top to the bottom, It's, it's horrible. I'm going to need this team to be able to consistently dominate a game, to actually give a full 60-minute effort. Right. It needs to be seen. I can't blame the defense because, honestly, the defense has been put in some rough spots in those third-quarter situations. Uh, The turnovers. Stupid penalties, dumb coverage calls, the, or the what that The offense hasn't been able to move the ball. All this goes under adjustment that should have been made at halftime. However, for the fourth straight for the fourth straight week, Jay Gruden lets another head coach adjust out coach him a third quarter. Shit, we got... oh damn,
2: wait we got about eight minutes left.
1: Oh, We've
2: gone through a lot today, man. In in a short and we done got through a lot, like this this show went by fast, dude.
0: It really did.
2: I need to get into my rant. Yeah, man, I I'm I'm go about do... that. Yeah, um hold
1: on, let
0: me that's one thing I got to do before I do this, because I, I actually got to tell them I'm out of here for this one, because I might get a little loud. Okay. So, so, today was, it, I want to say yesterday. So, well, Stephon Marbury went to Twitter and social media okay. and said that he said that Michael Jordan has been robbing good kids ever since. <sighs> oh, my God. It, I mean, like, the, he, he he literally said that. That whole thing got underneath my skin. Got underneath my skin. But not as bad as all the people sharing Stefan's comments or the links that had his comments on it, praising him like he said some kind of truth, like he said something that, that, I mean, that was amazing. Like he said something that was breathtaking. Let's be real here. How can you blame one person for the actions of others? I mean, let's let's, let's go on to this. First of all, for those who don't know who Stephon Marbury is, he is a former NBA player that currently plays overseas because no team in the NBA no longer wanted to deal with his ass. This is the same guy that the New York Knicks paid $20 million to stay the fuck away from Madison Square Garden. This is the same guy that was so selfish when he didn't, he left Minnesota because he didn't want to play sidekick to Kevin Garnett. Let's really talk about this, though. Last week, Stefan Marbury announced the relaunching of his shoe brand, Starbury. The following week, that he's been robbing Hood kids ever since. How can one rob Hood kids? Everyone has a choice to buy his product. He's not forcing you to buy it. You choose to buy the product. He's not forcing nobody to take lives or to rob anyone. People choose to do the shit. Everyone has choices in life. Everyone needs to be responsible for their own actions. Instead of putting blame on someone else, people say George needs to be accountable. Accountable for what? the fuck he needs to be accountable for. He's not the one out here doing this shit. All he's doing is pretty much selling a product. Just like North Face, just like the iPhone, just like cars, just like fucking any electronic that's out right now. He's selling a product. And the fact that he had an order to say that, He's the reason why people are getting killed. And people actually agreed with it. People must have forgotten that people have been t- getting killed over material things for centuries. Not just now, but for centuries. From land to money to oil to diamonds to gold to cars to no faces. Jews, video games, etc. This, it this did not start with Jordan. I need people to stop that bullshit now, because that's the fuck it is. Absolutely motherfucking bullshit. People need to take more accountability on how they raise their kids. They need to take accountability on the values that they. Teach their kids the value of life is not material things. You got kids nowadays who weren't even born when Jordan was playing, rocking his shoes. Don't even know who the fuck he is. Who you think taught their? Who, who you think exposed their kids to Jordans? The parents. If it wasn't the parents. It's the kids going to school saying somebody else will. But my thing is this. People need to take accountability for the, the choices and decisions that they fucking make instead of pointing blame at celebrities or looking for celebrities to actually be responsible for what's going on in the street. Jordan has no control over what the fuck other niggas do. It's a fact. No one does. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of. I'm just sick and tired of people fucking attacking other people for the shit that they cannot do. I mean, what the fuck do people want Jordan to do? Jordan can stop selling Jordans tomorrow, and people will still get robbed and killed for something else of material value. It's not Jordan's fault that people's priorities are fucked up, where they will put material items over paying their bills or paying their rent or making sure they got enough money to get them to and from work. It's not Jordan's fault that all all these young parents coming up, want to put their kids in all this expensive shit. It's not Jordan's fault that all these people rather keep up with the Jones than invest their money into their own businesses. People talk about Jordan doesn't do nothing for the community. Jordan has paid his dues. He has gave back to his high school. He has gave back to the University of North Carolina. He has given back to his old neighborhoods. He has done his own charities. He's sent co- he's sent kids to college before LeBron even picked up a fucking basketball. All celebrities are, obli- are only obligated to give back to those who they choose, who they feel they are obligated to give back to. Them. He's not obligated to reach out to every single kid in the world. No one is. No one can reach out to everyone like that. You in an era where you have role models like Lil Wayne and fucking Tim Kardashian, the fuck are they doing? Instead of people looking for celebrities to be role models, to teach their kids responsibility, how about those same people actually do that? Educate your own damn children. Be your own child's role model. And y'all wanna mention giving back to the community? How about you, what the fuck are you give back to the community? Who the fuck are you helping? Who the fuck are you volunteering for? Who are you help helping get through college? It's easy to point blame. Something about people, especially in this race, we refuse accountability for ourselves. This shit is fucking sickening. I mean it's it's to the point where it really got underneath my fucking skin. Like, how the fuck can you go ahead and talk about something Jordan don't care about nobody? First of all, Nike owns Jordan. Jordan doesn't control his release dates. Nike does. The price of his shoes, Nike controls it, too, just like they do for LeBron, just like they do for the For all Jordan Brand, just like they do for Kevin Durant. Blake Griffin,
1: Chris Paul,
0: Carmelo, all of them battles. Jordan has no over that. Jordan Brand is just Jordan's name on this shit, but it's really ran ran by Nike. You don't see these same people lynching Nike. You don't see these same people that's lynching all these other materials. You don't see Apple getting lynched. You don't see North Face getting lynched. So this shit has to stop. I actually said more, I actually typed uh this rant. I'm, it's gonna be on gonna be on the Two Sides of the Story app and the Skybox page.
2: So yeah. definitely check that out, y'all. Feel better now get that out. I mean
0: it's still some that I, I, I didn't get off but you got it.
1: everybody can read it. Yeah.
2: Well that was fun. That was good. So you find out Chill's rant's gonna end up replacing chance rant. What kind of shit is this? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I mean like
0: only talking about all rant is when something really gets to me. But I feel feel as though that I actually gotta speak my mind. That was a situation where I had speak my mind like, who the come on now? Sapphire like Marbury did this shit for, for 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 publicity, for real. So throw Jordan's name under the bus so he can get he can influence parents to buy his product. Nobody wants your shit because your shit has zero material value, and niggas ain't buying shit that doesn't have material value. In a in the discussion.
2: Any closer remarks? No, I think you just said pretty much said it all. I mean yeah, you just pretty much said it all. I just I can't wait for week four. Uh well week five what, what week are we in there? Five. Week, week
1: five. five.
2: Dude, I don't know like I my days and weeks are all just like off right now, so yeah. I can't wait for week five. Uh I'm gonna try to keep an eye on the uh major league playoffs to see what's going on there. So yeah. And um, shout-out
1: to,
2: shout to the Astros. To, yeah. They three that's Nice.
0: <coughs> In New York. That's what's but, up. Yeah, besides that, um, it's been real, y'all. We had fun tonight. We'll catch y'all next week. It's chills, champ, skybox. Tomorrow night, we got we slowing it down for y'all on my Yeah, buddy. Friday night, but, of course, you have his and hers. None of your business. None of their business. Sunday, we have the refresh. We'll see y'all next week. We'll, we'll actually see some of y'all tomorrow on my yeah. We'll see y'all on the Skybox next week. Hallo, of